Hello, and welcome to Platinum Ranch. My name is Fez Geelan. I'm the host and creator of Platinum Ranch. It's been many months since the last episode, and I'm sorry about that. Earlier this year, I heard a song called The Pathfinder by Dick Flood and the Pathfinders. The song immediately grabbed me. It's an instrumental track that feels noir and surfy. It begins with a light and bubbly Rhodes piano line. Then the guitar comes in with a forbidding riff, warbling with reverb and tremolo. To hear the two melodies separately, one could hardly believe them compatible. It's this gentle negotiation that makes the song title perfect. As with the eye and the foot, two faculties separately necessary for pathfinding, there's a harmonious refusal of this song to be one way or another, and that itself seems to define a certain spirit of wandering. I've played the song in public spaces and among friends, testing its effects on others. Once when playing it at a DJ gig, someone came up to me and swore that they had heard it a couple weeks prior while under the influence of ayahuasca. And although it's entirely possible that someone played the song during their trip, I think it's just as possible that the spirit of this song is ubiquitous, drifting through the atmosphere, finding paths through the ayahuasca haze, and arriving in their consciousness. Let me share this song with you now. Here's Dick Flood and the Pathfinders with The Pathfinder. who had captured this feeling, so I dug a little deeper. Dick Flood was a singer-songwriter who was active in Nashville in the 60s. He wrote songs for others and recorded a few of his own. The Pathfinder is one of a few instrumental tracks, but most of his songs are lyrical. They all share this lonesome and spooky sound. I imagine these songs being recorded in cold, dark rooms. His voice sounds paranoid and sad. There's a tinge of desperation and a sort of chortle delighting in the misery. Here's a song about just that. It's called Blue Blue Party. I'm so excited Blue, blue party Just the lonely are invited There'll be a blue party At my house tonight She's been gone about a week now So the setting is just right all the heartsick fools will be there The tears will start at night So if you're among the lonely You'll be welcome, don't be late Blue party I'm so excited 
just alone are invited At my blue party You'll have a corner all to yourself Where you can cry your heart out Just as I will do myself There'll be misery and sadness More than enough to go around So come join my party If the world has let you down I'm so excited Blue, blue party Just the lonely are invited Dick Flood wrote some songs that found minor success. Big names like Roy Orbison and Skeeter Davis recorded a couple, but they always ended up on the B-side of bigger hits, earning him the nickname Flipside Flood. The biggest hit he had was a song he wrote for the Wilburn Brothers, Trouble's Back in Town, which peaked at number four on the U.S. country charts. Look who's coming down the street Big brown eyes and smiles so sweet Just when my heart was on the mend Wish I didn't love her so Better hide until she goes Uh-oh, oh trouble's back in town Funny same time has brought so little change why did she turn up again just when my heart was on the mend wish I didn't love her so better hide until she goes Failing to break through in Nashville, Dick Flood and the Pathfinders toured the military circuit, playing in Okinawa, Guam, Vietnam, and the Philippines. On that tour, Flood contracted dengue fever, and it took him several years to recover. He returned to Nashville and took one last swing at a career in music. While signed to Epic Records, he wrote and recorded a song that, to this day, he believes would have been his biggest hit. For months, he hounded the label to release the single, but they never did. Turned out, Epic had dropped him from the label, but didn't tell him until many months later. Here's that song, which ironically is titled, I'll See You to the Door. You've packed all your things in a suitcase. We'd better hurry, your train leaves at four. Oh, how I hate to be losing you, but I'll see you to the door. That coat I bought last year looks so pretty. Guess I won't see it 
1973, Flood's second marriage ended, and he gave up on his music career. He packed all of his belongings into a car and drove. He resettled in the Okefenokee Swamp in Georgia, where he became a naturalist and environmentalist. Officially closing the previous chapter of his life, he changed his name from Dick Flood to Okefenokee Joe. He continued to write songs, but now with a mission of wildlife education. I couldn't help but wonder whether the feelings of loneliness and paranoia in Dick Flood's music, this placeless nostalgia and sense of meandering discontent, were at all related to his ultimate destination in the swamps of South Georgia. Were the streets of Nashville an unnatural environment for him to exist in? Here's another song by Dick called, It Sure Gets Dark When the Sun Goes Down. dark when the sun goes down sure gets lonesome in this old town that's when the blues come a creeping around sure gets dark when the sun goes down i knew i'd miss her when she was gone i knew these heartaches would linger on she was the sweetest love i'll ever know oh how i hated to let her go Cause it sure gets dark When the sun goes down Sure gets lonesome In this old town That's when the blues Come a-creeping around Sure gets dark When the sun goes down taste of love and now she's all I'll ever dream of she's the one girl I'll never forget I wish we'd never met sure gets dark when the sun goes down sure gets lonesome in this old town that's when the blues come a creeping around sure gets dark when the sun goes down sure gets dark when the sun goes down I feel that Dick Flood's music taps into something essentially paranoid and satisfying about life in general. On the face of it, even the place he devoted himself to conserving is somewhat odd. When we think of conservation, we tend to picture the pastoral, wild ranges, vast plains, mountains. A snake and gator-filled swamp is not something people often devote their lives to protecting. As I've mentioned on the show before, years ago I was drawn to the peaceful desolation of West Texas, though in recent times, for reasons political and personal, it's been difficult for me to visit as often. Maybe there's something to that, something about my nostalgia for a landscape that right now is plagued by rank abuses of human and environmental rights, yet surrounded by such beauty that is so well understood by the tone of Dick Flood's music. For these reasons and probably more, the works of Dick Flood and Okefenokee Joe have meant a lot to me in the last year and I can't wait to share more of these songs with you. The man himself was kind enough to have a phone call with me, and you'll hear that as well. 
Before we get to the conversation, I'll throw one more piece of platinum at you. Here's Dick Flood with Living in the Lonely Zone. I'm living in the lonely zone I've been here since you've been gone It's so strange and all alone Living in the lonely zone In the heart of the city With people all around I'm alone and forgotten In this place that I found It's where time has no meaning Where broken dreams go when they die It's a world that's full of hurt And I'm trapped here inside I'm living in the lonely zone I've been here since you've been gone It's so strange and all alone Living in the lonely zone Nobody to talk to I just sit here and stare I don't think of tomorrow Without you I don't care Guess I'll stay here forever With no hope to be free For there's just one way out of here You alone hold the key I'm living in the lonely zone I've been here since you've been gone It's so strange and all alone Living in the lonely zone Hello, this is Fez. Hello, Fez. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm awake. <laughs> Happy uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> now, what should I call you? Joe? Dick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been Okie Sonoke Joe for 40 years, and I'm back to doing Dick Flood stuff now. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Whatever, whatever suits you for this interview you're talking about. I'm lonesome but happy, rich but I'm I'm just a cowpoke From Cheyenne to Douglas All the ranges I know Cause I drift with the wind No one cares where I go Cares where I go Oh, I ain't got a dime In these old worn-out jeans So I'll stop eating steaks and I'll go back to beans I'll pick up a tin spot In Prescott I know For riding the Bronx In that big rodeo Big Spend all summer with her on my mind But I'll never be branded, never be broke I'm a carefree range riding, drifting cowboy Drifting cowboy 
That's Dick Flood singing the classic song by Stan Jones, Cowpoke. Well, I don't remember being born, but I guess I must have been. <laughs> I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was raised, I left home, I joined the Army, and I spent three years in the Army. And when I got out, all I wanted to do was play music. When I got out of the Army, I was lucky. I went to visit an Army buddy, he got out of the Army too. In Delaware, just uh, about a hundred miles from Washington D.C., I went to visit him, and we were watching the TV, and we saw the Jimmy Dean show in out of Washington D.C. The, the TV uh, picked it up, and uh, they, they announced the fact they were, they were looking for talent. <laughs> so uh, this, this friend, my army friend, his name is Billy Billy Graves. See, he played guitar and sang. I played guitar and sang. Anyhow, we went to Washington D.C. and auditioned. It was a local TV. It wasn't network at that time. It was a local TV show called The Town and Country Jamboree. And Jimmy Dean was the MC and star of the show. And it was four hours every Saturday night. It was televised from the, what they call the Capitol Arena. It was a big, like, gymnasium-type place, but not big, really big. And crowds came and danced, and, and the, the TV cameras took shots of dancing while the stars were singing and so forth. And, and, uh, and yeah, it was a local TV show. Uh, Jimmy Dean said he he didn't need any more solo singers, but he didn't have a duet. So Billy and I, Billy Grace and I, became a duet. We called ourselves the Country Lads, and uh, we were on that for about about almost two years. And then they took Jimmy to New York, and they didn't need us anymore. <laughs> and Billy and I split up. I became a solo artist and, and songwriter, and I, I moved to Nashville. This is Dick Flood with Listen to Me Self. Listen to me self Let me have a talk with you I can see in the mirror That you're feeling blue I can see how much it hurt you When she said goodbye I'm sorry for yourself And I hate to see you cry I know that you keep thinking Of the nights that we don't sleep And you dread to face each newborn day With a hurt that runs so deep We just couldn't keep her happy And we're still wondering why I'm sorry for yourself And I hate to see you cry I'm sorry for the broken heart That you are forced to bear I'm sorry for the loneliness That you and I must share I'm sorry for the endless days and nights that lie ahead I'm sorry for yourself With every tear I shed All but listen to me self Let me make a point with you Somewhere in this great big world We'll find a love that's true So let's pull ourselves together We can make it if we try I'm sorry for yourself But we'll forget her by and by I'm sorry for the broken heart That you are forced to bear I'm sorry for the loneliness that you and I must share I'm sorry for the endless days and nights that lie ahead I'm sorry for yourself with every tear I shed I, you know, I came across a photo the other day of you, uh, or the country lads, I guess, with Patsy Cline. Really? Yeah. With Patsy? 
I, I believe it's here. Let me let me pull it, it up was, in front of me, right? I, I wish I wish I had that for this book, but it's over too late now. But uh, oh, well, I'll uh, send it along to you anyway. Uh, would I have permission to use it? Well, I don't know who the photo belongs to. I found it on online on Instagram, I think, but I'll, I'll send it to you anyway. Uh, okay, um, great. Because she's she's in my in my book, my new book, this my Walk Among the Stars. I have a chapter about her in there. Uh, were you guys friends or colleagues? Well, yeah, oh yeah, we were friends. We were very good friends. As, as a matter of fact, she she did something that no other she hadn't made it yet. She she had a she had just signed with with Decca Records, and she was on her first on her way to her first record session in Nashville, and she came to Billy and me and asked for a tape of our singing to show to Owen Bradley, her new A and R man, and she hadn't she had not even met Owen yet, but she was going to take a tape of us singing to see if she could get Owen Bradley interested in recording us on Decca Records. That was something that even great big artists wouldn't have done, you know? And um, But as it turned out, Owen apparently didn't need us. <laughs> he wasn't impressed with us, I guess. <laughs> so, so we didn't get him on Decca, but, but she did. And the next thing anybody heard from her was a big, big, gigantic record called Walking After Midnight. You know? And from that time on, she became part of country music history, you know? Yeah, but we were still friends, even up until the time she would, uh, her, her airplane crashed. We were, we were friends. You know? I had a song I was I had written. I had no, of course, no one knew, knew what was going to happen. You know? But I, I never got a chance to show the song to her. It was it's called a, uh, uh, oh boy, I mean, I, I was uh, out of sight, out of mind is what it's called. I know that one. That's a great song. You did, really. Okay. Out of sight, out of mind, that's how the saying goes, and oh, how I it was true You're out of sight Maybe so But in my heart I know I'll never get over you The that I walk is lonely and blue I see so many things that remind me of you out of sight but I find I miss you all the time You're out of sight But not Out of mind The street where I walk is lonely and blue. I see so many things that remind me of you out of sight, but I find I miss you. All the time You're out of sight But not Out of mind I started hanging out at, the, at the, what they call the Friday Night Frolics. I don't know if they still have it at WSM in Nashville the night before the, the, night before the Opry. And, and usually the acts that were going to be in the Opry on Saturday night were there Friday night for that Friday night frolics, or most of them. 
and I hung out there trying to reach people to talk to start strong my songs, you know. And and the, the the manager of the Grand Ole Opry stopped me there and he said, How would you like to be in the Opry tomorrow night? I, I said, Well yeah, you know <laughs> I think I'd like to <laughs> And um, next year and a half, almost two years, I was a frequent guest on Saturday nights on the Grand Ole Opry without a hit record, just uh just me. I had to be careful what song I, I didn't have any big hit records of my own, you know. And if, if, for example, I had to sing other people's songs, if, if, if Ray Price was there, I couldn't sing Crazy Arms. <laughs> if, 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 if Don Gibson was there, I couldn't do Oh, Lonesome Me. I, I, had to, I had to look at the roster, see who was going to be on, and try and pick a song of, of someone that wasn't there. <laughs> and it was difficult. And every now and then, I did one of my own. And it didn't have any, it didn't have any effect on anybody, you know, Nobody ever heard it before. You, know? uh, you almost have to hear a song 10 or 12 times before it starts registering. Unless it's really a fantastic piece of material, you know. And uh, Anyhow, it's just hear me hearing one song on a Saturday night. And then the people hearing that one on one Saturday night didn't, didn't amount to a hill of beans. You know? <laughs> but then, right along about 1962, I think it was, the Grand Ole Opry... The reason they needed me, the reason they had me on there on the Opry, the big major artists that they sang on the Opry on Saturday night, all they got paid was Union Scale, which was $11.45. And those those big stars could make a lot of money on Saturday nights playing elsewhere, you know, somewhere. So that's what they did. And, that, that, and the Opry needed people to fill in. So then the Opry got wise, you know, the powers that be passed the ruling that if they, if a person would remain a member of the Opry, they'd have to be there 26 weeks out of the year, 26 Saturdays. And uh, and all of a sudden, they didn't need Dick Flood anymore. So, so uh, <laughs> that's it. That was it for me with the Opry. But I, in the very beginning, in 1959, 60, 61, or 62, I was riding high, boy. I was high on a hog, man. I was doing pretty good. But from about 1962 on, I was... Like almost downhill, almost all the way. Anyway. What made you go from one to two to go? Say something, say something. Don't keep me in the dark. What happened? What happened? What made us drift apart? Why did I lose the only love I'll ever know? What made you go from one to two to go? What caused it? What caused it? Oh, how I wish I knew. Was it something? Was it something? That I did or didn't do What happened to the love we used to know What made you go from one to two to go What did I do, what did I say To make you hurt me so if you found yourself a new love, I've got a right to know I'm helpless, so helpless, as I stand and watch you go. What made you go from one to two to go? What did I do? What did I say? To make you hurt me so If you found yourself a new love I've got a right to know I'm helpless, so helpless As I stand and watch you go What made you go from one to two to go? What made you go from one to two? 
blood with From Warm to Cool to Cold. I lost out on the songwriting. I, I, I'll tell you what actually happened was I was, I started a family with four, four kids. My wife and I had four kids. And it was a beautiful, beautiful kids and beautiful family. And I, I cared more about that. I, I had to support them, you know. And if I couldn't get a song recorded, I needed to, to earn money somehow. So I became a singer, you know what I mean? I became a road artist. I went out, I booked my own show all across the world just to earn a living. But it took me away from, from getting with people and trying to get them to record my songs. I was, I was out on the road most of the time. And when I was in home, I was on the phone most of the time booking more shows. And I did it all. I had to do it all myself because I didn't have a big hit record, you know, so... Um, Nashville booking agents is hot recording and stuff, you know. Nashville, Nashville, Nashville is not the place for nobody. <laughs> this one's called "I Didn't See You Standing There." Vietnam, they were heading for 
the next shows were in Hong Kong. I had to catch up with him. The doctor said, you try to get out of here, I'll have you shot. Because dengue fever almost ruined the Philippine campaign when the American soldiers landed in the Philippines fighting the Japanese. That sickness caught, caught a lot of those soldiers and they, they couldn't fight, you know. You know so, and yeah, during the Second World War. That was, that was only eight or nine years before that, I guess. Anyhow, they they, 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 they they were sending me to the biggest hospital in Saigon. So I was out in the boonies, a place called Long Bin, South Vietnam. And uh, I was in the, in the army ambulance heading for Saigon. They had to keep stopping because people were getting in the way. And when they stopped, I jumped out of the ambulance. And I, I made it somehow to the booking agent's house in Saigon. And the army didn't know where I was. You know? And I... Uh, I stayed there for a day or two, and then I caught up with my band and finished out the tour. I did a whole tour. I don't know how I did it, but I, I, every day I got vitamin B12 shots somehow. I just did it. I got it done. It came home. This is Warning Signs by Dick Flood. can't believe these warning signs my anxious heart has seen I can't explain but something's gone I'm afraid of Your kiss once won my heart with fire But now it seems so cold Your tender eyes for me Hound dogs have been 
Tonight there's been a slaying The town is out The manhunt has begun They're cussing and they're blaming There's gonna be a hanging But I swear, oh Lord, I swear I'm not the one I hear the cry of the loon Lord, there's blood on the moon Oh Lord, forgive I can't take time to pray Gotta run on blindly The crowd is close behind me And those torches light the swamp As bright as day Hound dogs are It's me, they're a-hunting But someone else should be out here instead Nothing's gonna save me That wild mob is crazy They won't give up until they see me dead I hear the cry of the loon Lord, there's blood on the moon Poor Sarah now will never be my wife No time for explaining They're too busy blaming But I'm not the one who took my Sarah's life Pound dogs are growling Angry crowd is scowling I'm giving out the chase is almost done Quicksand all around me Now the hounds have found me I'm trapped, oh Lord There's no place left to run I hear the cry of the moon Lord, there's blood on the moon I can't escape The chase is almost through Sarah, can you hear me? Oh, Sarah, wait, I'll soon be joining you. That song's called Manhunt. No plan whatsoever. I had no idea. All I knew was I want it gone. I want it out of there. You know, but all I had was my Volkswagen thing and what was in it. And I, I, went, I left Nashville. I was heading south. I was going to camp in the Everglades. On my, you know, on my way south, on my way to the Everglades, I stopped by the Okefenokee Swamp. But Jimmy Walker was the manager of the Okefenokee Swamp. And Jimmy and I had, had written a few songs together. And anyhow, I stopped there, and I told him my situation. And he said, well, you can have a job here. And I took the job. I told him I didn't have a place to live, but there was a house there. Old beat-up shack. He said I could live there. And I I ended up staying there about nine years. The park that I was working at wanted me to start doing lectures, wildlife lectures, a couple times a day. And they'd announce over the loudspeaker, Dick Flood's going to do a lecture. Don't say that name over the loudspeaker. I did not want to be found by my second ex-wife. Because it split up so many times, and I always took her back because she was so sorry and all that stuff. And I knew because I loved her that I, I would take her back and we'd start all over again, you know, and then have the same crap start again. It happened too many times, so I, I just didn't want to be found, so I wouldn't weaken, you know what I'm saying? So I told them, don't use that name. And somebody at that boat dock where the, where the my microphone was said, well, how about Okie Finoki Joe? I said, fine. So that's, that's, I became Okie Finoki Joe. <laughs> For 40, 40 years as Okie Finoki Joe, I tried my best to awaken people to the fact that nature needs everything it has, and we need to be more careful how we treat everything around us. We can, we're so smart to be so dumb sometimes, you know, civilized man. And I just feel like I fought that battle for 40 years, and now I'm sitting back and doing other stuff. I can't I can't do the shows anymore. I, my 
my back is killing me. I can't stand up for more than a minute, maybe, without having to sit down because it hurts so bad. And I'm too old to do anything about it. Uh, I just have to live with it. Everything happens for the best I should be glad we parted, I guess I should be glad that it's over And you've said goodbye But if it's best, then why do I cry? Your sweet love still means everything to me Friends try to cheer me, but they just add misery You're gone and my whole life is filled with emptiness I can't believe that it happened for the best If everything happens for the best as they say then why am I so lonely since you went away maybe somehow I'll forget you by and by but right now, I can't even try If all these heartaches I'm feeling now Could only bring me happiness Then I'd believe that it happened for the best Yes, I'd believe that it happened that was Dick Flood, of course, with Everything Happens for the Best. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Joe, for your work and for talking to me. You can go to okifinokijoe.com to check out his books and CDs. I'd also like to thank my friend Adam Cavanaugh for helping me write this episode. Perhaps you noticed that I sounded more eloquent than usual. That's thanks to him. Thank you for listening to Platinum Ranch. We'll be back in the new year. I'd like to leave you now with a story and a song from Okifinoki Joe. Thanks a lot. Take care. I called him Dog. I didn't know what else to call him. He come into my camp in the Everglades down in South Florida, wagging his tail, half starved to death. Someone had left that poor little dog behind. I felt sorry for him. I said, Dog, you got here just in time. You see that Jeep over there? I said, everything I own is in the backseat of that Jeep. This is my last night in the Glades. I'm on my way now to the great Okefenokee Swamp up there in South Georgia. I'm going to spend the rest of my life up there learning. I'm all by myself. You can come with me if you want to. Well, that cute little short-legged dog must have understood every word I said. Because the next morning when it was time to go, he was sitting in the front seat of that Jeep. It took us 12 hours. I drove some. He drove some. Just kidding. We got to the swamp. I took that job taking care of the animals. And I'll never forget that first night. I said, dog, come on out here. I was on that road out in front of that broken down shack that was going to be our home. I said, look over that way, dog. I was pointing west. I said, nobody for 48 miles. No civilization, no people, no houses, no noises except wild animals. I said, look down that way. Pointing south, nobody for 60 miles. And I said, we are home. And that dog and me, we were happy. And we were in the swamp almost three months. And his name, his name was still Dog. You see, I didn't know what to call him. Till one night I heard him yelp. Went out there to see what he was yelping about. He's sitting there soaking wet, filthy, dirty. He looks so pitiful, he wasn't even wagging his tail. And when he looked up at me, I could see what had happened. This scared me. Swampy and me had so many adventures together there on Cowhouse Island in the Okefenokee Swamp, because thank God Swampy lived through that snake bite.
And not long after Swampy got his name, we found Skeeter. I got a call to come back out to the park, clean up a mess some people left behind in the picnic area. I took Swampy with me. Hey, I took Swampy with me everywhere I went. That's where we found Skeeter, a tiny calico kitten, no bigger than the size of a Coca-Cola can. She was in the bottom of a 55-gallon trash drum and couldn't get out of it. Someone had left her behind. I picked her up out of that drum. She flipped right in the palm of my hand. I said, you're going to come home to our house. You're going to be part of the family. Your name's going to be Skeeter, and you're going to catch mice. We took her home. She became the boss the minute we got there. For a long time, it was Swampy Skeeter and me, just as happy as we could be out there in the Okefenokee Swamp. Well, one night, Swampy didn't come home. It took me three days to find him, searching high and low. What was left of him was floating belly up in a pond out there. I got my boat and pulled out to get him. The gator that took him didn't want any trouble with me. It just swam away. I pulled Swampy up out of the water. He fell apart in my hands. Took him back and buried him in the yard. Every time I go to the Okefenokee Swamp, I'll take a few minutes out and I'll go visit Swampy Lake. And I will look at that alligator that took my dog so many years ago. And I will remember. You see, if the alligator had come up into my yard after Swampy, I'd have shot him on the spot. We gotta defend what's ours. But that's not how it happened. Swampy and me had been together for a long time. We had both become very much swamp wise. There's one thing we had learned about all the wild animals that lived around us. The bear, the bobcat, the alligator, the panther, all the wild animals work for this earth we live on. They're part of nature's team. They mind their own business. They do the job they've been created to do. But the rules of conduct for wild animals are harsh and strict. Other than that, they mind their own business. It was not the alligator's fault that that happened. It was swampy. One second, my best friend forgot to be swamp-wise. The same thing could happen to anybody, even somebody as old as me. I forget one second to look up and down the street before I go to cross it, and everybody here knows what could happen if a truck came by. Are we going to spend the rest of our life hating all the trucks? We're going to go out tonight and shoot a few trucks, get some revenge? I don't hate that alligator, but I'm sure sorry it happened. And Swampy, here's your song. Swampy the dog, Skeeter the cat, and me. Living in the swamp, loving every minute, just being free. Okefenokee, Georgia, population three. Swampy the dog, Skeeter the cat, and me. That's the way it was. In that broken down shack I called home Living off the land But not exactly living alone My playful two companions Were always there to help me along With a whole lot of sharing A whole lot of caring Life was like a beautiful song And I'd sing Swampy the Dog Skeeter the cat and me <laughs> Living in the swamp Loving every minute Just being free Hokey Fanokey, Georgia Population three Swampy the dog Skeeter the cat and me But you know the swamp is a way of changing things that old bull gator meant me no harm. But when he dragged Swampy under, it was like he took my right arm. Life in the Okefenokee is beautiful, but there's bound to be a few bad times. I'm just glad I'm still around. Swampy, wherever you are today, you're on my mind. Be a long time forgetting the loving those faithful brown eyes. Swampy was my friend, 
and oh, how I cried when he died. Now me and little Skeeter are both a little older and wise. No need explaining, though times are changing, we keep the old memories alive. Swampy the dog, Skeeter the cat, and me. Living in the swamp, loving every minute, just being free. O'Keefe and Okie, Georgia, population three. Swampy the dog, 